All right, y'all, this is your man, El Jamal, and you know what time it is. This is never out of bounds. I'd like to apologize for my absence the past couple of days. I've been a little under the weather, which is frustrating since it's, you know, damn near the end of summer. But um, we back on it. I got some information for you guys tonight to keep you guys up to date. And we also got some uh, football news as well, college and pro football news as well. So let's get right into it with the world on the street. And... You know, let's add another list of of haters of America, at least people that ain't getting along with us right now. Uh, let's add Turkey to the list. Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan has decided to boycott all American electronics. This is in response to the U.S. recently doubling tariffs on steel and aluminum, which uh, has been affecting uh, at least... You know, Turkey, as well as many other countries, bottom line, but smaller countries or countries with, you know, a less developed GDP like Turkey, they're feeling the brunt of this. But uh, Turkey, you know, this is a two way street in Turkey. You know, they had their little hand in this as well. Uh, they currently been detaining an American pastor for about three months. His name is Andrew Brunson, and he's been in this country. He's been in, sorry, Turkey for like the past 20 years, and he's just been running a small church. Uh, I haven't found too many details on why he's been being charged uh however it is being said along, along multiple international circles he's basically being basically trying to be used as a pawn to get the u.s to back up off of turkey for now but it doesn't look like it's necessarily working um trump has decided Trump has pretty much decided to put sanctions on the two officials responsible for locking up the pastor. Now, um, the problem with everything right now is this is coming at, you know, a terrible time for Turkey. Uh, Turkey, the Turkish currency has faced an all time low recently and is also expected to fall by 14 percent. As of today, it was expected to fall at least by 14 percent. So within the last less last week, it was supposed to drop, like I said, 14 percent. And a, a inflation at the moment is around 15 percent. Now, Congress was also working to stop a delivery of F-35 fighter planes that are Congress, excuse me. And they're also trying to stop funding uh, from the World Bank and the IMF to Turkey as well. And this is a big this is a really big issue because Turkey's economy is on the edge of collapse. It hasn't uh, been able to you know, return any type of real profit. And it looks like their debts have been escalating and it's not helping that they're, you know, paying so much for these imports, uh, especially from America. So it looks like they're really struggling right now. And uh, it looks like it might come to a head pretty soon. So um, unfortunate news for them. Um, you know, it's, it's a very difficult game and I don't know who's right or who's wrong, uh, per se in this, in this story. Uh, but you know, a lot of people are going to go have to go hungry because that economy is not going to be doing so well for the next, for the foreseeable future. Now, another story we got close to home, a state representative candidate from Florida, a Republican candidate uh, from, uh, from Florida, Melissa Howard has admitted to lying about graduating from uh, the, the from college. Uh, she said she graduated from the university of Miami, Ohio in Ohio in 1996. Uh, she was recently uh, trying, she recently tried to post a picture online with her and her mom posing with uh, a fake diploma. Uh, she pretty much apologized and but said she wouldn't drop out of the race. And this is for the primary for the 73rd district of the state house. And this, like I said, this is in the Florida area. Uh, and, and with her quote, I have one quote here by her. She said, it was not my attempt 
to deceive or mislead anyone. I made a mistake in saying that I completed my degree. What I did was wrong and set a bad example for someone seeking public service. I am uh, um, sorry. I'm staying in the race and intend to win and lead by example from now on. Now, look here, lady. Don't hit me up with that. You didn't know you weren't trying to do that. Then why did you post a picture with you and your mama? All online talking about this is what I did. She even went as far as to go down to the school <laughs> for whatever reason. But uh, she went down at least down to Ohio. And um, the, the photo in, in question, it shows a diploma for Melissa Marie, which is would be her maiden, um, her maiden name. Excuse me. And it was a BS in marketing from the University of Miami, Ohio, like I said before, in 1996. However, the university has no record of her name being amongst the graduating class. Um, like I said, she also tried to take a trip down there to Ohio to prove her case. But uh, it didn't work. And the funny thing is, is the university doesn't even offer a degree in marketing yet a bachelor of science in business. That's what they call it. Bachelor of science in business. So if anything, you could tell her she has a BS in BS. However, she did attend the school from 1990 to 1994 and was close to graduation. But like I said, she didn't do it. Now, you know, this is another example of of white privilege now she now of course i don't think she's gonna win uh but this is simple fact that she thinks she can just sit there and say well i'm sorry and i did lie and i think i can just kind of just waltz back in the election and, and think i can win that's an example of your of your white privilege because if it was a black nominee they would have had to present all that from the beginning have had to have all that shit taken care of i i already know there's no way that this happens to a black candidate um, they have to be, able, they have to be forthright from the beginning. So, um, I did think it was done to, I thought it was done to, to, to deceive. Uh, there was some negativity behind it and I hope she does not win. And if it is, and if she does win, it is a reflection of the people as well who voted for her. They're just happen to be just like that lying and manipulative too. And, it, and hopefully that she doesn't win. Cause I don't really want to, I don't want to see that reflection, but you know, you know, being that this is a, a, a representative government, you never know. But uh, definitely, I, I don't play that. I didn't think that that was a cool move. Um, all she had to do was just say, this is where I attended school. Um, you know, it's obvious she has already been working within the political sector. Sector. She's already known. She has whatever uh, experience she was, she was going to need um, relative to her position. I didn't feel like there was a need to lie about it. Uh, she could have, like I said, she could have just said that's where she, she went to school. That's where she studied and moved on. Uh, she did not need to have to go out there and lie and have to need to put post a picture uh, because immediately I don't know what I uh, forgot um, what prompted uh, the news sources, at least in her local area, to, to go snooping. But apparently they decided to go snooping. They called the university. And like I said, there's no record. There was no record of her even graduating. So there you go. We got politicians who lie and we got another, you know, government. In, in Turkey that might fall apart before our eyes. So that's what we're dealing with in this summer, in the end of this summer. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we got some NFL news to talk about. Not so much news. We have a, a divisional profile to talk, talk about. We're going to go over the NFC East, y'all. So we'll be right back. Peace out. All right, everybody, we're back. 
We're going to get into some football for a little bit. We got some divisional previews for you guys. And tonight, we're going to go over the AFC East. Now, in the AFC East, you got uh, New England. Uh, you got Buffalo. You got Miami. You got the Dolphins. And, of course, you got the Jets. Let's go through these standings real quick. Uh, in terms of standings, of course, the Patriots finished number one, 13-3 last season. The Bills came in at second, 9-7. They also got a playoff berth as well. We all know about what happened to the Patriots. The Dolphins finished 6-10. and 10. Of course, they didn't see the playoffs. And the Jets finished last place at 5-11. and 11. In terms of the offseason, uh, Buffalo was able to get a uh, quarterback, A.J. McCarron. Uh, defensive tackle, Star Lutulele. Uh, defensive end Trent Murphy, running back Chris Ivory, uh, offensive tackle Marshall Newhouse, Vontae Davis, Philip Gaines, another cornerback, center Russell Bodine, and then they also got Raphael Bush. Now, with that being said, they lost their starting quarterback Tyrod Taylor. Uh, they also lost Jordan Matthews and Deontay Thompson. Uh, they also lost one of their guards, uh, Richie Incognito, and they also lost their center, Eric Wood. Uh, in terms of the rookies that they brought in, they were, they were to get Josh Allen, uh, cannon arm. Of course, he was a top prospect coming into this uh, this draft anyways. They also picked up Tremaine Edmonds. Then also they picked up defensive tackle Harrison Phillips. In terms of the Dolphins, they added defensive end Robert Quinn, uh, guard Josh Sitton, wide receiver Danny Amendola. Also, they added Albert Wilson, another wide receiver, Daniel Kilgore at center, and they also got Brock Osweiler. In terms of who they lost, though, they lost Jarvis Landry and Dominick Sue at the defensive tackle spot, Mike Pouncey at center, and, of course, Jay Cutler and Matt Moore, actually, at, at quarterback as well. They also lost Lawrence Timmons and tight end uh, Julius Thomas. Now, moving on, let's get to the... Uh, oh, the rookie that they added. They added makeup for Fitzpatrick and tight end Mike Jacecki, uh, excuse me. In terms of the Patriots, they added Jeremy Hill, Adrian Claiborne at the defensive end, offensive tackle Trent Brown. Actually, they added two offensive tackles, Trent Brown and Matt Tobin. They also added Danny Shelton, a cornerback Jason McCourty, wide receiver Cordell Patterson, and they also added Jordan Matthews. Now, they also uh, got rookies Isaiah Wynn and also Sony Michael, oh, as well as Duke Dawson and quarterback Danny Etling. Now, in terms of who they lost, though, we all know about Malcolm Butler. They also lost Deion Lewis and their left tackle, prominent left tackle, Nate Solder. They also lost Brandon Cooks and uh, offensive tackle Cameron Fleming, as well as Ricky John's, uh, Ricky John's Francois on the offensive end. Now, um, in terms of the Jets, they were able to add Teddy Bridgewater and Terrell Pryor. Uh, they also added linebacker uh, Avery Williamson. They also got cornerback Tremaine Johnson, Isaiah Crowell, a running back. And they also got Andre Roberts at receiver and also center uh, Spencer Long. Now, in terms of who they lost, they lost Muhammad Wilkerson, who went to the Packers. They also lost uh, Matt Forte, uh, tight end Austin Safarian Jenkins, Coney Ely at the defensive end, uh, linebacker Demario Davis, and also Chandler Constanzo, their kicker. Now, in terms of their rookies, they added Sam Darnold, uh, defensive tackle, uh, sorry, Nathan Shepard, and they also added tight, oh, they also added a uh, tight end, Christopher uh, Herndon. Now, in terms of who I can see coming out as a winner, you know what? This is the year that I, I really don't have a winner so far. Um, 
I'm not. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody named Mama going to want to go with the Patriots. But with that being said, you know, they did add a couple of linemen. Uh, they added some people to keep, you know, Tom Brady upright. But I'm not convinced that they're about that running game. I'm not convinced about their receivers. I'm not too sure how many, how how they're going to be keeping up with these teams offensively, defensively. I think they added a couple uh, players. The, the the loss of Malcolm Butler though in the secondary, they think it's not going to come back to bite them. I think it will. Uh, so I can't say that they're my outright favorite this year. But with that being said, it's not like I can just outright say. Buffalo, because Buffalo's, you know, is even worse of his situation. I think they might defensively, we're talking about their secondary. They might have a better secondary than a lot of other teams, but overall, I'm not trusting their quarterbacks. I don't think they have any type of running game. And I, I mean, I'm trying to look at these receivers here. I don't see it. Same thing with the Patriots. I don't, I mean, they, they have bodies, but I don't know if they have necessarily the talent. Um, by default, I guess I'll just have to go with the Patriots just because it's the factors. It's the Brady, Brady and Belichick factors. We go to the Dolphins real quick. Uh, they definitely lost. Well, they have, they have Ryan Tannehill. You know, who knows where he could, where he's at in terms of his development. He hasn't really had a full season to kind of stay upright and lead his team. Again, they were dealing with another team with no real off, uh, no real running attack. So I'm very concerned about how they're going to be able to move the ball down the field without passing the ball, especially since they lost Jarvis Landry. Uh, so that's, that's another, that's another knock against Miami. So I can't really go with Miami. Uh, they did add that, they did add Danny and Amendola, but who knows? Who, who really knows where Danny Amendola's at? I don't know if he's, if he was the guy that designed, but, uh, if I were to make a decision today, well, I will tell you this though. Uh, I've seen a little bit of Jets in playoff play. I'm uh, sorry, in preseason play. I do like Teddy Bridgewater and I do like Sam Darnold. They both had pretty solid opening games. I'm not too sure, um, where, you know, you know, where the team decides to go with in terms of who they want to start. I definitely think that if Sam Donald's ready to go, I think he's ready to go. But I think if they can keep Teddy Bridgewater healthy, I think they either one of them could give can give him a chance to win. Um, they definitely have a they still have a solid defense. I'm not too sure. Again, they're, they're, they're one of those teams where I'm not completely sure about their skilled players, especially on the outside, their raw receivers more in particular. So with that being said, I, I, I'll go with the Patriots only because uh, just because of the Belichick, Belichick Brady factor. But a close dark horse. Mm, that's a good one. I, I, mm, I don't know. I don't really have one, and this this is a, a really, in my opinion, this is a closer division than, di- division than what people think. I don't think it's just outright for the Patriots to take, but that's my opinion. All right, everybody, we're going to take another quick break. We come back, we got some college football to talk about. We're going to be talking about the SEC tonight, the Southeastern Conference. We're going to be talking a little bit about Alabama and those guys, Auburn. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right here. All right, y'all, we're back. 
And I'm going to talk about some college football with you guys. we got another conference preview here. Tonight, we're going to be going over the SEC Conference, a.k.a. the Southeastern Conference, uh, a.k.a. the premier conference in college football. The SEC is divided into two divisions, the West and the East. So let's go through these standings, these last year's standings real quick. Uh, Auburn finishes on top of the West, 7-1 in conference play. 10-4 overall, they finished number 10 in the nation. At number two in the division, we got Alabama, who finished number one in the conference, uh, number one in the country, no, uh, number one in the country, though, winning the national championship. They went 7-1 in conference play. They lost to Auburn in the Iron Ball. That is their main rival. Uh, but they went 13-1 overall. Like I said, they won a national championship against uh, Georgia. Now, in terms of uh, number three, we got LSU. They finished 6-2 in conference play, 9 and four overall they finished number 18 in the nation then we got mississippi state who finished at number 19 in the nation four and four in conference play nine and four overall then we got texas a&m we that finished four and four in conference play seven and six overall then we got arkansas and Ole Miss bringing up six and seven. Ole Miss at six at three and five in conference play, six and six in overall. Arkansas finishing at one and seven, four and eight in conference play. Now we go on to the Eastern Division. We got Georgia on top. They finished at number two in the nation, uh, seven and one in conference play, thirteen and two overall. South Carolina came in second at five and three in conference play, nine and four overall. Kentucky came in at number three, four and four overall, seven and six. I'm sorry, four and four in conference play, seven and six overall. Next, we got Missouri, also four and four in conference play, seven and six overall. Florida comes in at number five, three and five in conference play, four and seven in overall. Then we got Tennessee and Vanderbilt bringing up six and seven. Vanderbilt at six, one and seven in conference play, five and seven overall. Then we got t- uh, Tennessee zero and eight in conference play, and four and eight overall. Now, in terms of recruiting, we go through the top three teams, of course, like we do. Uh, those top three teams are going to be Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn. Now, in terms of Georgia, Georgia brought in twenty six total commits. They are the number one recruiting team in the nation. They got eight five star recruits including Tyson Campbell a cornerback from Fort Lauderdale Florida Justin Fields a quarterback number two at his uh, number one in his position number two in the nation from Kennesaw Georgia they also got 14 four-star recruits including Chris Smith another cornerback from Atlanta and they also got uh, Luke Ford a tight end from Carterville Illinois in terms of Alabama they got 22 total commits they're number five in terms of uh, recruiting in the nation and they brought in 20 i'm sorry they brought in two five-star recruits including iabe Inoma, defensive end from baltimore maryland he's the number one defensive end at his position and the number one uh, recruit in his state which is maryland they also got patrick certain jr a cornerback from fort lauderdale jr uh, fort lauderdale florida and he's the son of uh, another top nfl one of the top nfl cornerbacks from the back in the day i would say late 2000s i'm sorry late 90s early 2000s Patrick Sertain and he's the number one at his position and he's the number two uh, recruit in his in his state and they also brought in 12 four-star recruits including Savion Smith defensive tackle from Perkinson Mississippi and 
They also brought in Jalen Weddle, a rapper from Bellevue. Uh, oh, sorry, Bel Air, Texas. And uh, finally, we got Auburn at number three. They finished number 12 in the nation with 23 overall commits. They got 15 four-star recruits, including Sean Shivers, running back from Hollywood, Florida. They also got Daquan Newkirk, defensive tackle from Perkinson, Mississippi. Perkinson stand up. Jamie and Sherwood, safety from Jensen Beach, Florida. And they also got another running back by the name of Asa Martin from uh, Decatur, Alabama. Now, at this point, uh, looking at well, let's go through these key games real quick. Uh, just one more, uh, one out, one non-conference game in particular we want to look at: Washington versus Auburn. This is going to be the first of September, so this game is coming up, y'all. Y'all be aware. Uh, this is going to be a pretty. I would say a pretty big game. Uh, these are two teams that could pretty much find themselves within the top four, uh, the playoff bracket, uh, Washington and Auburn. I don't have a, a favorite. Of course, Auburn's probably going to come in there the favorite. I just, I just don't want to be too swept away. I got to give Washington some love, you know. Both, like I said, both of them could could get easily have a playoff spot, you know, especially if they're able to, to win the rest of their games, but. This is a good chance to see both of these teams early in the season to see what they got. And another game that I want to highlight is going to be Alabama versus Louisville. Uh, I know this is probably going to be easy pickings probably for Alabama, but I just want to see what Louisville has just to see if they can keep Alabama on their toes a little bit just because you don't see Alabama playing a whole list of, you know, great non-conference opponents every season. So it's good to see them play somebody, uh, somebody decent. Now, in terms of uh, some key conference games we got georgia versus south carolina this is going to be september the 8th this game is going to be pretty important because i believe south carolina is a definite dark horse at least in the eastern division they can definitely catch georgia off guard they've had some solid recruiting years so far so it might just be a matter of time before they luck up and get one of those games uh, another game that i'm going to highlight possible upset alert we got texas a&m versus alabama of course a lot of people are going to just look at me like i'm crazy um, again, you never know. Uh, I just, I just, I just know that Texas A&M has improved. They got one of the better coaches in the nation with Jimbo Fisher. So let's just see what they got. I, at least I want to see what they got. Uh, another game that we got is going to be October the 27th. This is going to be Georgia versus Florida. Again, a lot of people are saying that Florida is going to have somewhat of a return year. I tend to agree with that. The Florida game is going to be a great game to see that they could possibly be in a position. At least Florida is going to be in a position where they could possibly be undefeated so that would be a good game for them to have win or lose uh alabama and auburn of course the iron ball this is going to be november the 24th this is probably the biggest one of the biggest rivalries in college football uh, alabama and auburn both of these teams are going to have spots are going to going to have playoff spots it might come down to one of them uh definitely winning the championship you never know i hate to say it um but that's an important game right there. Last year, Auburn won. However, they went didn't win the championship. So they didn't even win the uh, conference. They didn't win the SEC conference. So that just goes to show you uh, this conference is, is no joke. It's, it's, it's no joke to be fucked with. This is the SEC, baby. They, they do make the champions out here. Now, uh, as in terms of a favorite... I'm going to go with Alabama. Again, they recruit very well every year. They got one of the best coaches with Nick Saban. They have, in my opinion, the best coach with Nick Saban. Um, again, they drafted very well. I'm sorry, recruited very well. 
Uh, I have nothing to really say against them there. Um, but definitely, uh, in terms of somebody who could definitely challenge that, in terms of just winning a championship, just overall uh, challenging in the SEC, uh, you got to look at Auburn. Uh, they're they're going to have to rebuild their O-line, but they all return in their, uh, uh, their quarterback, Jason Siddham, and also their top running back, Ryan Davis. Now, they're going to have to replace Kerryon Johnson, but they're going to have, they're going to, they're going to have to play, and they're going to have to play at Bama and Georgia on the road. Now, road games, they can go either way. Uh, they're not the best things to have, especially on, uh, especially playing in the SEC. So, uh, they're definitely one of those teams that could, that could, that could test. That could definitely test. Now, like I said, in terms of Florida, uh, I got them as a, I got them as a sleeper, uh, a sleeper pick pretty much. They they won, uh, they lost three of, uh, three of seven games last year by eight points or less. They're bringing in a new coach this year, Dan Mullen, who was their former offensive coordinator. But they are returning their top running backs, Jordan Scarlett. There is going to be a quarterback battle, though. Felipe, uh, Felipe Franks is going to go off against, well, he's going to compete against uh, Kyle Trask and Emory Jones. So that should be... Uh, something to look at because definitely that's going to lead. I mean, that's going to pretty much be the direction and the energy of the team. And um, one one thing that they will have is an all-conference nominee at linebacker, David Reese. So they're definitely going to be coming to play defensively. They have a favorable schedule this year. They don't play outside of the state of Florida. They don't play outside of Florida until after October the 13th. So they got a good home field advantage. Uh, they only played three games three conference games on the road too and these are going to be relatively easy games they play Vanderbilt, Tennessee and Mississippi State so they actually have a shot as well. Again we got a couple new coaches making their debut in this uh, conference. We got Jeremy Pruitt going in at uh, Tennessee uh, Ole Miss is signing a, a new coach as well, Matt Luke and also Arkansas. They got Chad Moore so look out for that this year too like I said I'm definitely going for uh, Alabama to be the favorite. If anything I'll have have in terms of a dark horse I like Georgia possibly to win it all and just in terms of you know just in terms of a sleeper I would have to go with Florida in the east they're recruiting a lot better uh, they played they didn't really play up to their level last year but they're gonna be much improved so that's what I have going into this year and uh yeah, that's my SEC picks. All right, y'all, we're going to call it a wrap for tonight. I'm still getting back into 100% shape. We will be back tomorrow. I'm going to talk some Amarosa tomorrow. I've been hearing a lot about her lately. I feel like I need to, to get some of my feelings about her off my chest. And, of course, we have another conference preview to, to be talking about in college football. This will be our last one. We're going to be going over the ACC. And then also got some reviews for you guys tomorrow, too. We're going to talk about the George Lopez show one of my favorite shows on tv so we're gonna talk a little bit about that and we're gonna talk about one of my favorite movies the mask as well i'll just i'll just let it all out there for you guys with the cat in the bag for you guys we got a few things that we want to work on um i just want to take the time just to say thank you to all those that taking the time to listen i appreciate this uh i you know, like everybody else who just starts a podcast or a blog or a YouTube channel, I have a regular job, a regular life. So it, I, it's very much appreciated, especially in times like this where I'm not 100 percent my best for y'all to take y'all time and listen. And uh, feedback is much 
appreciate it whenever you can. Uh, hit me on Facebook, of course. I'm on Facebook. We're getting the social media platform going as we speak. Well, at least I am, of course. This is a one-person thing, of course. Uh, but anyways, guys, just want to hit y'all up with a thank you again. I want to shout out everybody who's been listening. I'm sorry I've been gone a few days. I've been sick a little bit, but we will be back tomorrow. I also have some MLB rankings for you guys. Uh, in terms of stand, I got the standings for you guys. Excuse me. I wanted to talk a little bit about the A's as well. Uh, we've been winning a lot lately, and I just wanted to, you know, tomorrow I wanted to be the, almost like a cheerleader. I've been hearing a lot about people not showing up to the games. I've been guilty of this myself. I want to rally the troops, so that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow, too. So tomorrow we're going to be talking shit and promoting the A's. Uh, my favorite baseball team, y'all. So, y'all, y'all stay up. Thank you for showing out, as y'all always do, for my for my peoples. I missed you uh, while I was gone. I love y'all. I'll be back tomorrow. Peace out.